Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we will be discussing whether or not tracking macros is obsessive. But first, if you're a returning listener, you know the deal. If you have not yet left a review, quick five star, greatly appreciated. New listeners, if you enjoy this episode, obviously go back and continue listening to the rest, but also same concept. If you like it, leave a review. This is not a sponsored podcast. This is done for free on our time, giving you guys as much value as we can. Obviously, we'll discuss some things that we offer. So there's our technical sponsor, but help us reach a wider audience. Leave us a quick review. And if you have left a review already and you really enjoy this episode or a specific episode, just screenshot it and share it. Tag us on social media. That's another really great way to help us reach more people. And maybe somebody that follows you sees it and it's something they really needed to hear today too. So jumping right in, we've been doing more of these quick hitter episodes, hopefully to just keep things simple for you guys. But this topic comes up a lot and we obviously are coaches in the fitness industry. We utilize macros for, I would say, majority of our clients. We do have some clients who don't track macros. But the topic comes up again and again as far as if tracking macros is obsessive. And there are a few things I want to break down regarding this topic. Um, But, you know, the first most important thing in my opinion to understand is that whether you're tracking macros or not every diet that you do every food that you eat consists of macronutrients so if you're like totally brand new here and you don't even know what a macronutrient is protein carbs and fats are the things that we focus on and that's what all food essentially is made up of so Whether you're tracking or not, this is what you're consuming. So by tracking your intake, even for a short period of time, it can really just be eye-opening and give you an idea of where you're coming in as far as calories go, but more importantly, as far as where those macros are. So to kind of jump in there, for those of you who are brand spanking new to the concept of tracking anything, calories come from macros. So for every gram of protein or carbohydrates, there are four calories. For every gram of fat, there are nine calories. So when you calculate macros and calories, those two things are interconnected. So for those who are just tracking calories, that's obviously overall consumption. Um, Where you can get a little more granular is diving into the concept of tracking macros and breaking down the ratios of those calories into more optimal um, formats. Yeah, so I think it's very common to hear most people tracking calories um, with things like, you know, Weight Watchers and a a lot of the fad diets out there focus on calories. But the benefit to tracking macros is, you know, most people aren't consuming enough protein specifically. So that's really the one that in my opinion, makes a big, big difference. Um, And a lot of our newer clients, even us, when we first started tracking, I remember like my carbs and my fats were like all over the place. And then protein was just consistently like moderately low. I wouldn't say it was super low, but like just not where it needed to be. 
Um, so it just can give you more of that insight as far as what you're consuming and, and sort of just tell you, okay, here's where you need to make some changes if you want to see progress with fat loss or muscle gain, um, or just feel better overall. So I think they're, what we like to say and what we have said in the past is that, you know, tracking macros can be for everybody, but it does not have to be forever and it should not be forever. So us ourselves and a lot of our clients cycle through phases where we are tracking or maybe we're transitioned over to mindful eating and we'll kind of dive into that maybe a little bit later in this episode but it's not a diet per se and it's not something that you should have to do forever you should be able to utilize it as a tool to educate yourself about proper nutrition about the foods that you enjoy eating or you like to eat and it just gives you more of that insight as far as okay here's where I'm coming in for the day maybe here's where I shift focus for dinner here's where I need to kind of pick up the slack because I didn't have enough protein or whatever the case may be it's a guideline so level one would be tracking calories only level two would be tracking Mm -hmm. calories and protein so again if you're curious if that number's falling in low on the protein side for optimizing body composition, extremely important, often very overlooked for those who have never tracked before, that's you know level two of that. So you might start off just tracking calories to see where overall consumption is coming in, and then you level it up to tracking calories and protein once you get comfortable tracking calories and you know making sure you are getting enough protein in. Level three would be the full spectrum of protein, carbs, and fats to see where your overall calories are coming in. And that's something that you'll continue to play with over time. Once you get protein up to an appropriate level, you can then, you know, experiment, trial and error, just, you know, be that lab rat on on yourself if you feel better and perform better with a higher ratio of carbs or with fats, how body composition is improving. Obviously, these things are going to take some time. So, you know, give it the appropriate amount of time when you do dive into this. I'd say, you know, three months, get through an entire phase, see how you feel, see how your body has responded. Um, because if you're jumping back and forth week over week, day over day, your body does not have enough time to respond to that physically or you know biofeedback wise. Um, so just a little tangent there as far as what those levels look like and what you would utilize those for. Yeah, I think that's a big misconception and something a lot of people don't understand is that tracking macros does not mean you have to do it all or nothing at all. And there are many different levels, like Josh said, in between that you can apply to whatever phase of life that you're in. And that's something where, you know, we're working on this with a lot of our clients too, is figuring out, okay, where are you at right now? Where do you want to be? How do we get you there? And what does that look like? So it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but don't think that it has to be strictly tracking every single gram of food that you eat day in and day out forever. Cause that's not, that's not healthy, healthy either to us we want to use it as a tool. We want to use it to teach us and we we want to sprinkle in days where you're not tracking and you're not weighing things and maybe you don't actually, or maybe you are weighing things and you don't put things in your app that day or maybe vice versa. Maybe you're still using the food scale, but you're not actually tracking in the app. So practicing using that knowledge to mindfully eat is just as important as as the days that you're tracking. So to give you guys some guidance here, we can start with who should be tracking. Um, oftentimes clients will come to us either not currently tracking or they've never tracked in their lives. So if you are looking to do something specific in regards to a body composition goal or performance goal, you want to make sure you're fueled optimally, 
you should be tracking. Now, again, there are different levels where we're tracking different things or we're not tracking at all or, you know, uh, sprinkling in not tracking periods. But if you are working towards a goal and you want to get there in the most efficient manner possible, you should be tracking calories and macros. Um, now I say in the most efficient manner possible because you can still see progress without counting calories, without bringing out the scale and you know making sure macros are falling into the right place. There is a lot more patience required for that. And you know from experience, we know that clients do not always have the most patience. So the concept here is what are you willing to, to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice a little more time to be more flexible? Or are you willing to sacrifice that flexibility to do this in the least, the least amount of time? And it's not just patience with that. It's also experience. So if you've never tracked anything before, if you don't have that baseline knowledge of nutrition, it's going to be much harder to eat quote unquote intuitively or eat mindfully because you just don't have that inner knowledge guiding you. You don't know, you, you know, you're not used to listening to your hunger levels. You're not used to making a balanced meal and you don't even know what that looks like. So it's going to be much harder to figure that out without tracking. Um, so that's why we like to say like, even for, if it's just like two to four weeks of tracking your food and getting used to like what's in the foods that you like to eat, that can be enough to give you that baseline of knowledge so that you can then maybe scale back in certain areas. But I think, yes, it's definitely patience, but also experience level too. From the perspective of someone who has been training and tracking for years and years and years, I also go through different levels of this. So I'm not always tracking. I'm not always eating intuitively. Um, once I get closer to the physique that I want to be at, I tend to be more lenient in regards to tracking. So if I need to do a bigger cut because I've, I've put on a lot of weight and it's time to actually you know, get back to the grind, I will track for a significant amount of time. Um, but if I'm feeling pretty good with where I'm at, but I wanna fine tune things, I wanna bulk up a little bit or I want to lean out a little bit, I'm at the point where I know about you know, macros wise, what's in a certain meal. So I can have a pretty good understanding based on how I feel as far as fullness, based on um, viewing a portion size, what's in that meal, what have I consumed for the entire day. Um, so I can do things, I can bulk and I can cut intuitively. I've done that, I'm at that point with my body where I am you know, very in tune with it and I know what's happening and the scale will reflect that. Um, body composition and progress pictures will reflect that without tracking. But again, if I need to do something more significant, I'm gonna do a longer term bulk or a longer term cut and I wanna make some significant changes, that's when it's time to dig deep and you know commit to tracking for that period of time yeah agreed we weren't always like this either we haven't always been at this level even as fitness professionals we started tracking in 2014 like right soon after i met you um and even at that point like we we could not really eat mindfully and understand like what's in a meal like it took time and tracking macros it's a skill. It's something that you have to practice to really get good at and to really, for it really to come naturally to you. So understand that it's not going to be like, okay, I'm hiring a coach. Here are my macros. I'm jumping right in and it's going to be smooth sailing from here because I have my macro numbers. Like that's just, for most people, that's not how it works. Life happens. There's going to be things that confuse you about it. There's going to be days where maybe you didn't pre-track things ahead of time and you're just scrambling to meet your numbers. Like it's a learning process and it's a skill that you fine tune over time to really get to that level of confidence where you don't need it. So on the opposite end of that spectrum, who should not be tracking macros? First of all, someone who isn't working with a coach and is completely overwhelmed by the concept. Yeah, you don't have to add to the stress of eating 
the right way, eating healthy on top of tracking macros. That's something where you can just focus on eating whole foods and in the right amounts, not over consuming um, or someone who's reached a goal. You know, they've reached their goal. They need a break from tracking. They can kind of scale it back at SD Evolution in our one-to-one program. Um, we talk about the underlying principles and concepts so that regardless of whether or not you're tracking down the road or in the current moment with us, you understand what to continue applying to maintain where you're at. So it's not free falling back to where you started. Um, we'll talk about, hey, keep these core principles in place. Look for X, Y, and Z in the meals without tracking those. So again, you're not just going through that rebound once you finish that hardworking phase of getting to that goal. Um, at the same point, if you know you just need that break and you haven't reached your goal yet, you might take a couple weeks off as opposed to a longer period. Um, but for those who should not be tracking, <clears throat> excuse me, those who should not be tracking, you're brand new to it, you don't have someone that you're working with and you just feel overwhelmed, don't worry about the numbers at that point. Focus on nutrient-dense foods and not over-consuming. And then for those who have been doing this for a long time, if you need that break, the goal is not to be tracking macros forever. If you've reached your, your dream body, your dream performance goal, whatever it is, and you want to focus on intuitive eating from there, a great tool would be to sprinkle in tracked days. So maybe every two weeks or once a month, you track one single day because it is very common for your, your intake to kind of drift in a certain way. So you might be really under eating compared to what you think you're doing, or you might be over consuming compared to what you think you're doing. So that's just a nice checkpoint so that you can continue to eat intuitively and not have the need to go back to tracking again forever. Yeah. I think coach Haley just had a client recently actually, who just was not at that level to be able to track yet. Um, because you know, they're eating, they were severely under eating, but they were eating a lot of just processed foods, a lot of snacky type foods, like randomly throughout their day. Um, I think they were, I don't remember what their occupation was, but something psychology or I don't know, they did social work, whatever. Um, and they just didn't have that baseline. Like they were barely eating any vegetables, barely eating any protein. So in that scenario, yeah, it probably doesn't make sense to start tracking for some people right away because that's going to feel really overwhelming. So what they did was she just had this person start, you know, paying attention to what she was eating and what she could add more of. So where could we add more protein? Where could we add a fruit or a vegetable? And where could we add those whole nutrient-dense sources to make her start to feel better, build her meals up a little bit more? And then once that became consistent, then they transitioned to tracking calories and protein. So again, the levels, where you're starting at, what your goals are, what feels good in this phase of life, all factor in. But for a majority of you guys, it's going to be an excellent tool to educate you. And you have to utilize it the right way. You cannot approach it from like that typical diet mind standpoint where it's like, okay, I'm starting a diet today. I have to be super strict with it and hit my macros down to the gram every single day for this to work. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be a lot of struggles. There's going to be a lot of great days and things that you take away from it, but it's a process and it's a skill that needs refinement over time. But in that exact scenario, that's also a situation where you don't even need to be tracking because of where that person was coming from. They weren't consuming the right foods just by getting that reframed and getting the right foods in and getting in enough protein sources and getting in vegetables and micronutrients in general, your energy is going to improve. Your body composition is going to improve. That's without tracking at all, simply because you're giving your body what it needs. So the reason we highlight awareness and 
several different areas, but for the pur- purpose of this podcast, awareness in nutrition is because there is so much dog shit out there that we are just surrounded by when you go to the grocery store. And then I see posts on Instagram, you know, people thinking that they're people thinking that certain influencers are shaming people for buying the shitty food because it's cheaper. Well, it's not even necessarily cheaper. So I don't even like, it's just, it's an instant unfollow when I see that shit. People are out there educating the just ridiculousness of how poor our food quality is. You can still get Whole Foods at Aldi's, at Food Lion, at Stop and Shop, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be fresh. It doesn't have to be fresh, doesn't have to be organic, but they're still containing more nutrients than the box of cereal or the box of crackers or the potato chips or whatever you're doing that are consumed, that are higher calorie content, quote unquote cheaper. In the long run, you're paying way more for medical bills. You're going to feel like shit. And it's the same cost to if you were eating healthier foods in the cheaper department. So it's not going out and buying some gourmet meal that's, you know, these meal prep services or whatever. Um, This is a pain point for me just because it's very frustrating. I've seen this from a few people that I have respect for in the industry. But it's Wait, like so I see a post like they're that. making fun. They're You'll they'll see someone going through like a you know walking through the store and pulling stuff off the shelf like this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. This sounds like I'm defending uh, Carnivore MD. If you guys are familiar with him, I'm, that's not what I'm doing right now. No, I've seen <laughs> a lot of videos. There's like a lot that. of videos like that. This is trash. This is trash. This is trash. Then you'll see stitching coming and someone coming in. Oh, it's it's not okay to shame people for having to buy these. Well, you don't have to buy these foods. So you're just doing this for sympathy hits. You're making people comfortable doing what they're doing and you're creating a bigger issue because now they see someone who's in the industry who is respected, who's saying, oh, it's okay to buy these things because I can't afford to go buy those other things. Well, yes, you can. You just have to look a little harder. It's not even that much harder to look. Find the things that are cheaper, that are whole foods and create meals on your own. It'll take a little more time to prep certain things as opposed to eating something out of a box, but you're going to feel a thousand times better. You're not going to have to deal with this medical bullshit down the road, which is going to cost you way more money than buying organic, which you don't even have to do. Um, so that was just a side tangent because that is something I've seen a lot more recently. Uh, just again, looking for those sympathy, sympathy views, those sympathy likes, those reassuring, Oh, it's okay that I'm doing things this way. If you're in the fitness industry, if you're a health coach, it's okay to give people a harder truth and show them the right way to do things as opposed to just saying, you know what, keep doing what you're doing because you don't have enough money to do. Do things the right way. Yeah, just I see, shut the fuck up. I see shut both the sides because the first video, there, it's definitely like clickbaity for sure. But also, the so is the stitch or like the response video. So it's just, I think that's why social media has become such like a icky place. But you're on one side or the other, and it shouldn't be that way. It doesn't we have be to in the be that way. Everything. Yeah, and going back to what you said about you know it doesn't have to be super expensive like there are, you can get so many a variety of canned vegetables a variety of frozen vegetables and fruits for much cheaper than something fresh and it's still going to give you the nutrients that it has within it and you know you may like josh said you're probably gonna have to be a little bit more creative when making meals but Again, that's it, the compromise. It's time to create the food. Yes. And then I want to hear that you don't have time. You don't have time to spend your, your week in the hospital, your next six months in the hospital, your latter half of your life in your hospital. That's what you don't have time for. And I think when people say they don't have time to meal prep too, like they, they think of it, we're going off on such a tangent, but whatever. They think it's of it one. as 
you know, this big to do when in reality, I mean, we, we haven't been meal prepping lately. We've actually been making our dinners every night fresh, um, which is something we have never done. Um, for most nights, not every night, sometimes we'll have leftovers, but it really doesn't take that long. And I think we just sort of worked up internally for so long as something that just takes such a big chunk of time. Um, but even if you are prepping food ahead of time, like the batch cooking thing can save you time in the long run because it's already prepped. And when you go to make your lunch for work the next day, or, you know, you want to come home and have dinner, there's already something that's done. So it depends what season of life you're in, what your schedule looks like. Maybe we'll do a whole nother podcast on meal prep, but you know, you have to figure out what works for you and understand that you can take just like small baby steps to make your life a little bit easier. And it doesn't have to be this thing that takes, that takes up such a big chunk of time. Similar to how in one of the previous episodes, the last two, we talked about walking. You don't have to go out for a 60 minute walk every day. If you break it up into five minute intervals, that's still a win. That still counts. So do the same thing when you're approaching your meal prep or what you're buying. Um, just a quick little tip there. But so back on topic, who should scale off? Um, when do you scale when off? Is, there is one more. I forgot what it was going to be. But we can talk about when to scale off, how to scale off. So again, let's assume you've reached a goal. Um, that's what this specific scenario would entail. So you've reached your goal. You don't want to continue tracking, but you also don't want to just jump ship right away. We've discussed this, I think, a little more in depth, so I'll do a a quick hitter on this episode. We like to scale off by implementing an intuitive day per week. So week one, you have one intuitive day of eating. As long as everything holds in check, week two, you'll have your second day. Week three, you'll have a third day. So you're tracking four days, three days intuitive, um, all the way until you're fully scaled off of of tracking macros entirely. And then again, from that point, you can do a, a quick checkpoint every two weeks, once a month, whatever you feel comfortable doing to make sure calories are coming in close to where you think they are. Um, but again, that's for the person who has reached a goal. They feel really good, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. They've, they've, they are where they want to be. Then you start that uh, intuitive drip, implementing one extra day per week until you're fully offboarded. What about somebody who hasn't necessarily reached their goal yet, but they want to implement maybe a diet break or they have a vacation coming up or, you know, there's something coming up where they don't necessarily want to track. Uh, Start with a mental checkup. So if you're with a coach, have this discussion with yourself, just maybe journal or, or go through it in your mind. What are you comfortable compromising? Again, flexibility versus time needed to reach your goal. So if you want that flexibility just because you need the mental break, or you are going on vacation, um, think about you know keeping certain things in place. So I'm gonna have a vegetable at every meal. I'm gonna make sure that I have you know whatever portion of protein. Um, I'm still counting my plants. I'm still having water. Um, keeping those simple things in place that makes sense for you, so you can remain very close to where you are. And this is also something we have to go through those you know those checkpoints at each meal. Am I full at this point? Am I gonna keep eating? Am I eating because I want to or because I need to? Um, Am I trying to overindulge a bit because I don't really care and I don't really care right now or do I not really care for the purpose of the broader scheme of giving myself that break? If I don't care right now, I'm probably going to be pissed off later. If I'm comfortable with a little more leniency and putting a couple extra pounds on over the next month, it is what it is. So having that checkpoint of setting expectations for yourself versus okay, I'm, I, have, I have the ability to be more flexible now. I'm going to take that break and I'm okay working a little harder when I get back. 
the last thing I sort of want to touch on is for those of you who you know are listening to this and you've been intrigued about macros, maybe you haven't really just committed to it or ever done it long term and you really want to, um, but it's still really new to you. I want you to understand that it's about more than just macros. And this is this is essentially what our whole coaching business is built off of. But if you're going to be tracking macros, you also have to be paying attention to your biofeedback. So how your sleep is looking, what your digested digestion is looking like, how are your energy levels throughout the day. Um, you know, the, all of these things impact what your macros are and when they're adjusted and how they're adjusted. So it's not just, okay, we're going to do a simple calculation. Here are your macros. Every two weeks we'll change them. You're not a robot. That That's not something we have ever done with clients. We have to factor in all of those biofeedback factors, how you're feeling, how your body is responding, and then make an adjustment from there if needed, and then sort of assess how things are going. How is progress looking? So if you are truly, truly new to this, it's going to be a little bit more challenging to bring yourself through this. You're essentially teaching yourself how to be a nutritionist and bring yourself through <laughs> this whole phase of learning. It's like a course, um, you know, but if you truly cannot work with a coach or, you know, have that guidance right now, understand that it's more than just numbers. And I think a lot of people out there still think it's just about the numbers when in reality, there's so much more to it. You're teaching yourself about yourself. I feel best consuming X, Y, and Z. I feel best with this ratio. I feel best with these foods. Uh, I feel best improving fiber nutrient diversity. So these are guidelines. It's like you said initially, this is not a diet. This is not, you know, uh, I don't know the right word. I'm going to stick with diet. This is guideline. This is a guideline to teach you about how you could be eating, how you should be eating, and how you feel best eating. All right, you guys, we're going to leave it here. Make sure you reach out to us with any questions that you have regarding this episode. Shoot us a DM. We'd be happy to answer your questions. Um, but hopefully you learned something today and this sort of clarified at least our perspective when it comes to tracking macros and if it's something that is obsessive. Um, so yeah, where can they find you? I'm at Josh Skutnik, but also for those who want a little help, um, free consult call, no obligation. We do not do hard closes on our calls, our discovery calls with clients or prospective clients. Um, you can apply at sdevolution.com. That's sd-evolution.com. Um, access to our app starts there as well. So if you guys need a little guidance or a little more guidance than, than the app will provide, um, we have those things available to you as well. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik, and I will link all of those things in the show notes so you can just click the link and get some more help if you need it.